Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin, sitting opposite me as ever, eating cake, a warm cake, freshly baked by his family for him. Blake Harrison, you alright? Call me Cake Harrison, mate. (laughs) Cake Harrison's oh, here. Hey, hey, why didn't I think of that? Oh, mate. <laughs> Excellent. You're saying it was a bake led by the kids. It was very much kind of what's in the cupboard. It was lemon cake with a bit of dark chocolate chips thrown in there. Absolutely delicious. Oh, Absolutely delicious. Lovely stuff. Well, there you go. Lovely stuff. Well, the idea of this uh, come from uh, you, Mr. Harrison, that... We thought, because we, we've got some great ones recorded that'll be coming your way soon. We've got Liam Harrison. That's a, a great chat coming soon yep. with, uh, obviously, Muay Thai legend. Um, and we've got some some other crackers Jai, in the back pocket. Jai uh, Herbert as well is coming out. Yeah. And as, as always, we've recorded a podcast with Jai that's a fantastic thing. And at the end of it, he goes, oh, yeah, I don't know about my next fight. He's just signed a new fight. So <laughs> that's not featured on there as much. But it's still a fantastic chat with, with Jai Herbert all about his career and stuff. So that's coming up as well. Absolutely. But uh, we thought we would just have a little look at the current rankings and um, and fundamentally the champions and have a look at, as we've entered into 2022, who the champions are. And then we're both going to kind of work out who we think will be the champions basically as we enter 2023 uh, and kind of have a little sort of discussion as to how we think those champions may change if they if they do change. Yeah. I mean, some some may still uh, continue to reign. Um, so we thought we'd start firstly um, with an absolutely stacked division. We thought we would talk about the women's featherweight uh, <laughs> <laughs> rankings yeah. champ. It's so brilliant because you check out the official UFC uh, featherweight uh, uh, women's rankings, and it is literally you go on the website. It is literally just a picture of Amanda Nunes, and there is no one underneath. <laughs> so, yeah, it is, it is a really interesting one, and it's still weird to see Juliana Pena's face as bantamweight champion. It's just so oh, weird. No. It's so weird. Um, but, yeah, so let's start there. And I, the other thing to say is that, you know, what we're hoping to do is come uh, the start of 2023 or the end of 2022, 
we'll, we'll have a listen back to this episode and maybe do an episode for you that's kind of like just looking at how well we've done or how badly we've done yeah. maybe in these predictions. How many did we actually get right? And more likely, yeah. how many did we, did we get wrong? But as you say, we'll start at women's featherweight. For me, there's three options. There's either Amanda Nunes, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, there's Juliana Pena. If she were to beat Nunes in a rematch of the Bantamweight belt and then face her again going up a weight class, but I don't know why the UFC would book that fight. Or the final option, which is what I'm going for, is that there is no featherweight champion in the women's division. It's a vacant belt. And I think it's highly possible that Nunes and Pena happens again. And if Pena were to win, I don't really see Nunes doing much after that or even sticking around or I don't know. And if Nunes were to win, that could be the perfect time for her to actually walk away. Um, so I, I think we could see the end of the women's featherweight division and there is no female featherweight champion by the 31st of December 2022. I can't really argue with that. Really? Is that what you got? Like, like <clears throat> well, I was just trying to look at the fights that, that who might want to go up. Would Holly Holm stack some weight on and fancy well, it? Well, she already has done, Maybe. hasn't she? Didn't, didn't they already like, fight a featherweight? Did they fight a feather? I think they fought at both. I think they fought... I'd have to check out the uh, the old tapology or whatever, but I'm pretty sure that Holm and Nunes have fought at bantamweight and at featherweight, but I could be chatting absolute garbage. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, just, again, looking through the bantamweight, I just can't see anyone in there. And even if they did go up, would would give her any trouble. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the whole, you know, as you touched upon seeing that Pena's the, the, the champ still hasn't quite sunk in. It's, you know, the, the picture on the featherweight ranking still has um, Nunes with two belts uh, on her shoulders. And I don't think any of us see that coming. So I don't know. I, 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 I think, I think in a rematch, I, I, I'm, I'm leaning towards Nunes and I think, you know, either there is no belt uh, and it goes your way or she comes back, regains the bantamweight uh, and, and keeps the feather because I don't think there's any challenges out there that are going to step up to that weight that will pose a problem. Obviously, there's somebody at that weight that poses a problem. Unfortunately, they no longer fight in the UFC and uh, and they've got that featherweight strap uh, over at Bellator. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the, the one fight, isn't it, that we'd all love to see rolled back? I would love to have seen that rolled back. Yeah, that's one of my fights I, I, I kind of dearly miss that that, that never happened. Um, I'm just also going through Nunez's uh, record quickly here, and I am chatting absolute garbage uh, because, um, yeah, uh, they've never fought at 145. And I absolutely can see... I think Holly Holm has definitely challenged at 45 before, but not against Nunes. But I'm sure Holly Holm has fought at 45 before. I think... didn't Wasn't Jermaine Durandamy... Was she one of the first 45 champions until... Um, 
I think you're right. Uh, until you're right. Uh, Cyborg came in and beat her for the belt because there was a problem with getting yeah. Cyborg in early. I don't know. I'm clearly getting a bit confused about some things, but the bottom line is home obviously has been beat by Nunes. Jermaine Durandam, he's been beat by Nunes. I mean, and having just all these kind of beefed up bantamweights fighting at featherweight. I mean, the only thing that could really save that division is bringing in someone like Kayla Harrison. Having Kayla Harrison, who's a big name already, she's smashing it over at the PFL, has won the million pound check like two or three times now. She was at the Nunes and Pena fight and she got that little, like, what they call it, the little rap bar at the bottom of the screen Mm -hmm. that says her name and all that stuff. So you can tell the UFC were interested in giving her maybe a contract, bringing her over. And the money fight would have been Kayla versus Nunes, but obviously Pena put a, a stop to that. Um, so yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I don't think. Um, yeah, I, 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 I just don't. I don't see anything really miraculous happening with the featherweight division. Um, okay. So yeah, I think it could be vacant. And and are you go you going vacant as well then? Yeah, I'll go with you on this one. I'm sure we're going to disagree on plenty of the others, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm going to side with you on this one. So bit of agreement I to guess... start the day. Oh, isn't that nice? It's nice, oh, that's isn't it? Lovely. <laughs> let's talk bantamweight women's bantamweight so we have new champ Pena yep um, I presume obviously there's going to be a rematch I, gotta be I, yeah. I, I guess Nunez has, has deserves that she's done she's you know obviously just been untouchable for so long she's got to get that that rematch and you see do you see Pena doing it again? Oh, I really keep chopping and changing my mind, which is so strange because after the fight, I was like, oh, but Nunes will win in the rematch. But <clears throat> I keep thinking about it. I'm like, well, when does that... That doesn't happen that often that a fighter is beaten and then just comes back. And they were like... And why were they beaten? Were they beaten because they Fuck had Rose. a bad... Um, no, but she came back gradually, didn't she? She didn't just come straight back into a... Yeah, yeah, a okay, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean, yeah, Stipe Miocic is probably the only one, what I can think of off yeah. the top of my head now, that they, they just lost and then just came straight back and was like, oh, let me write that wrong and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I can see a situation where maybe... Um, maybe Pena's got Nunez's number. Maybe, again... Nunez two, three years ago, I think wipes the floor with Pena, but mentally, is she still there? Is is everything going right for her mentally? I, I, it's all a question mark at the end of the day. None of us know. It's all a question mark. Did she take it easy and lost because of maybe a lack of cardio or something like that? Or did she lose because her head's not quite in it as much anymore. The other thing to consider is mm-hmm. Pena was booked to fight Nunez for quite a long period of time. So she was been training yeah. for Nunez for the best part of like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And by the time mm-hmm. another rematch rolls around, they'll probably, she would have been training for Nunez for the best part of two years. So she's just been focused on that one person, dedicating herself to beating that one person. And it makes me think that maybe she could do it again. She's seen kind of chinks in the armor type thing and she's, she's, she's going for it. So I think actually it is possible that Pena beats Nunes in a rematch. Uh, when that fight actually rolls around, do I change my mind? Possibly, yeah. Um, so I just, I don't know. Um, it's, oh, hang on a minute. I might be, I think I saw something about Amanda Nunes changing camps. I saw something on, on oh, Instagram okay. or something recently. 
This is something I want to look up now. Um, but I could have... Well, whilst you do that, I've kind of got my thoughts on this one. Go on, go for it. Um, I was being very long-winded. I think Pena may... It, 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 you know, it, if there's switcher camps and, you know, as we saw, Nunes wasn't the Nunes that we we're used to seeing it in that Pena fight. You know, something wasn't right. And and I don't know how quickly you can remedy that. Certainly if there's a change of camps in the lead up to a, a you know a potential rematch with Pena. Um I think maybe Pena's got her number now. Uh and we'll go into that fight even more confident. She was confident going in there as she said she'd trained for it. I think Pena wins. And then I think towards the end of the year, uh I don't see um, Maybe Holly Holmes could box well against her. Um, as I see it at the end of the year, I think it's a perfect time for Valentina to step up and go in. Uh, and and I think uh, Shevchenko would be too much for Pena. Uh, I think them styles do not work well together. And I think, as we've seen, Valentina is an absolute beast. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think we could see a, a two-weight champ in Valentina. Mate, I have got exactly the same thing put down. This is weird. Yeah, I, oh, really? I was thinking Valentina. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I want to just go against you just for the sake of, <laughs> of going against you because otherwise it's going to get boring if we continue to uh, to do this. And sorry, going very wrong my iPad while I try and uh, look this stuff up. But um, but yeah, yes, yes. Um, uh, Amanda Nunes exits American Top Team. I think she's setting up her own camp. And she's making a change after the Juliana Pena thing. Now, gosh, that could be an amazing thing, or it could be a sign that maybe she's not. I mean, it's mm. uh, as it worked that well for people, people doing that kind of thing. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, Colby Covington sort of did that, had a bit of success, but obviously fell short against Usman. Um, uh, Conor McGregor's obviously gone from. Obviously, he's always got the same coaches around him, but he's a lot of the criticism of Conor has been that he's gone from being a, a, just a member of the SBG Ireland gym. And now it's like, oh, he takes his coaches and he goes to Portugal or he goes to wherever to have his training camp there. And it's all tailored just around him. Um, and that's sort of a slight, a slight criticism of Connor that he's not uh, mentally, he's not having the same kind of interactions with people. So the kind of the wit and the, the press conference stuff has kind of deteriorated for him. but also if he's surrounded by all these yes men and people brought in around him, is he getting the right game plans? Is he getting pushed in the gym enough? Um, and that's another criticism. So uh, will the same thing happen with Nunes? That's, that's something we'll have to just wait and see. So that's an interesting wrinkle in that storyline as well for when that, um, when that rematch comes around, which I expect it to, but I think you're absolutely right. If Nunes loses, the UFC loves a star and in the women's divisions, I think having a double champ is it makes you more of a star, more marketable. And I think Valentina now is the women's goat. You know, she has, I think, maybe surpassed Nunes now just out of just I think. Can you be the the pound for pound? When I say the goat, I mean, Nunes is still the goat. She's the greatest of all time. But to be the pound for pound, I suppose, is what I'm trying to say. Number one. At the moment, you've got to be a champion, surely. You've got to be winning your last fights. And Pena's beat Nunes. So if Nunes comes mm. back and beats Pena, maybe she becomes the pound-for-pound pound number one again. But 
Valentina is relentless. She's doing it again and again and again. And, uh, and and getting better. And getting better. That last performance was was Jessica Andrade. Our last performance, or was that or was it someone else? But the Jessica no, Andrade was, performance um, was incredible. Oh, Lauren no, Murphy. It was, uh, Lauren Murphy. Murphy. But again, yeah. God damn, she just did. No one seems to be able to hold a candle to her. Um, so yeah, so it it just makes me think that it would make perfect sense if Nunes does wave goodbye to everyone and retire, which I think is very possible. Whether she wins or loses a rematch, I think that's very possible. The time is right for, for Valentina to step up and then make herself a double champion. And when you think about the greatest fighters uh, that have been around over, over recent times, the, the legacy thing is always, were they a double champ? Did they go up in weight class? You know, that's always the kind of thing that will probably hang over Khabib. It was something that, that GSP recognized and, and, uh, and, and, and remedied. I think we were talking to Nick Pete about this a while back, and it's... Yeah. Um, it's something that, you know, I think she will want to do. And Dana's not interested in the Nunes-Valentina fight. He said in an interview recently, like, he's not interested in doing that a third time. So if Nunes says goodbye, that's Valentina, I think, getting the green light to go up and become champ. And I think she's probably going to want to because she's cleared out. You know, I guess we can move on to flyweight thing. Might as well. Because, good segue. Um, I mean, I'll keep this one pretty sh- pretty small she's still got the threat at the end of this year i i don't see anyone uh getting anywhere near her you know who's left in that in that that hasn't fought her yet no, there's people that are coming up that you think maybe next year that could mm. could start to, to pose some sort of threat i mean you look at someone like casey o'neill and you think mm-hmm. if she fights three times this year gets three wins then she'll be knocking down a door of a title shot but you don't want to rush these people i mean you look at at the rankings in 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 the flyweight women's uh, division, and she's already taken out a lot of those fighters. I mean, Talia Santos. Uh, I, I, I just don't see anyone causing her problems. I, I, just I really think don't. The, the, the gap from you know that that nine and and the, and the champ is just too big. Yeah, it's just too great, and I just don't think. Anyone's going to get nearer, uh, and so yeah, I'm, I'm just saying that she's she's seen out this year yeah. with that strap yeah. firmly around her waist. I agree. I would say 2023, we might might have some interesting fights between Valentina and Casey O'Neill, or Valentina and Manon Furo. I think they're good fighters. Is it Aaron Blanchfield as well, who's not uh, ranked but is looking good? Um, they're people that you maybe want to keep an eye on and see what their 2022 is like and see if they could get into a position to potentially challenge for the title in 2023, 2024. But no one this year, I think, is is going to cause Valentina any real issues. I think we was looking, obviously, former guest Jojo uh, Wood uh, was was looking like she might have got the shot if she beat Lauren Murphy. Obviously, that didn't go her no. way and, and Lauren got the shot. We see Jojo's fighting soon. If she wins that, is there a chance that she could get that? That shot at the title, well, I don't know. I don't know if it leads another fight. Exactly. Didn't she just come off a loss to not just Lauren mm. Murphy, but didn't she fight Talia? Didn't she fight Talia Santos recently? It was, yeah. And she got knocked out in the first round, didn't she, or someone out, or stopped in the first round, or something? Uh, I need to just check that as well. But I think, um, yeah, I, as you say, I think I, with with this, I, I've got a bunch of names written down for every division of. You know, people to kind of talk about where I think fights could go, any of that kind it, of it stuff. It was it was Santos. Yeah, and 
it's first round, and it's just uh, for for women's flyweight. I've just got one name, and it's Shevchenko. Every other division, I've got more than one name, and with this, it's just Shevchenko. There's just no doubt in my mind. But then, bloody hell, Blake, we we we're just agreeing too I much know, today, mate. I know. Well, let's see. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll make it interesting now because which if you go my way, I'll uh, or, I'll tell you what. You go first, and I'll just go. <laughs> I'll veer somewhere else. Um, right. Okay. Uh, go on. So. The what I think is the best division uh, for women in the in the UFC, and it's one of my favourite divisions, regardless of gender. Women's strawweight, so many great fighters in that division. Rose Namajunas is the current champion. Is she the current champion? Come the thirty first of December, twenty twenty two, Stu. Okay, <clears throat> I love Thug Rose. She's probably my favourite fighter. Yep. Okay. But I've just got this thing that Carla Esparza is going to ragdoll her. Ooh, go on. She's going to wrestle her. She's going to get the strap. Then Whaley is going to absolutely obliterate Carla Esparza like uh, Joanna did. And I think Whaley is the champ at the end of the year. Whaley. Ooh, she's not even on my list. all right now we're talking now we're talking right okay i i think esparza yeah has got fantastic wrestling she could sort of ragdoll rose a little bit but i think rose has massively improved on her grappling and her jiu-jitsu is still legit and i think she let me just say though blake i want i want rose to have that belt at the end of the year okay more than anything (laughs) See, I'm going to go completely different. For me, I think Rose can beat Esparza. Mm-hmm. But even if she doesn't, Whaley could get the shot. She could get the shot. But i tell you who's fighting uh, in March that if she wins, I think should get the shot after Esparza. So Marina Rodriguez is fighting Yan Janan in March. Mm-hmm. If Marina Rodriguez wins, I think she is next in line for the belt. I know the UFC really like uh, an Asian champion. They want that Chinese market, all those kind of things. They might give Whaley the shot, but I think Marina will have really earned it. I really do. And so, and I think Whaley's got to get another win. She lost the belt, then she lost the rematch. She's got to get at least one win before fighting for the belt. So I think. Mm. If Marina beats Yan Janan, she's next in line for the belt. And I tell you what, I think she's a tough fight for anyone. If she were to fight Esparza, if Esparza were to win, I... Th- Rodriguez? Yeah, Marina Rodriguez. They're, they're fought, didn't they? Esparza, Esparza beat her. Oh, my God, Stu. Am I... You... Oh, hang on. Was that a bit of a dodgy decision, though? It was a decision. Right. I I think that was maybe a slightly iffy decision from my vague memory of it. And uh I think it's clear that Blake should have done more research is what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, I think from what I remember, yeah, it's a split decision win and I think from my vague recollection of it, it was a little bit iffy. Um but it was a split decision. But I think a split decision win, she would then if she beats Yanjanan, that's four on the bounce. I think you could rebook that fight, and I think Marina Rodriguez, again, will have grown and learned over those kind of mm-hmm. two years to improve on her grappling, because she is more of a Muay Thai fighter. She, to me, she feels like um, 
Joanna just maybe a little bit more powerful than Joanna. Um, So I think that for me, it's sort of a coin flip between Rose and Marina Rodriguez. Because I do think Rose will deal with Esparza. And then I think Marina Rodriguez will have earned her title shot against Rose. And obviously it's cleaner cut. If Esparza's the champion, it is maybe a bit more like, oh, do we throw her in with Marina, even though that fight was only two years ago? But I think you absolutely can. Uh, And I think Marina would have earned it on a four-fight win streak. But if it's Rose, it's much cleaner. And I think Marina could actually really give Rose some problems there. The only other thing to consider is if Esparza beat... Joanna. Well, yeah, but I don't know. Will she come straight back into a title shot, especially if Rose is champion? I don't think think so, because she's been beat by Rose twice. Um, But yeah, Joanna's still a a kind of interesting uh, part of that division. I'd love to see Joanna. But I really want to see Joanna fight Zhang Weili. I think that rematch is something that should happen. And the winner of that fight could potentially get a title shot, depending who's the champion. If if Rose is still the champion, it's maybe iffy because she's got two wins over both of them. But if they fight and Rose isn't the champ, then for sure they can go in there and Mm -hmm. and jump over the likes of Marina Rodriguez and get a title shot. Because there's so many little hurdles to get in Marina's way, even though I think Marina can actually beat Rose, could beat Esparza, could beat all of them. There's so many kind of little political reasons that we've kind of highlighted that's actually made me during the conversation change my mind. <laughs> and, and I'm going to go with Rose. I'm going to go with Rose by the end of the year because I think she can okay. She can deal with Esparza. And then the, if, if she fights Marina, that, uh, it's a tough fight, but I think she could actually still do that as well. So I'm going to go with Rose. I hope you're right. I hope you're right, mate. Okay. Well, we should say that, um, or if we did we mention that at the beginning that we're, we're obviously recording this um, in the week leading up yes. to uh, Francis versus Garn, um, and so yeah, I mean we, we're obviously going to be talking about the the the, the, the fellas at heavyweight now. Um, or should we go flyweight I mean that, to heavyweight? Uh, whatever you want, mate. Yeah, let's whatever do. I think want. I think we start with the lower weight class and and, and okay, build let's up. Let's do that. Um, but that. as you say, but but uh, Figueroa Moreno free this weekend. So yeah, so is yeah. today just uh, for clarity? I can't remember if we did say it's Tuesday the eighteenth. Uh, it's seven p.m. for those that want to know, and uh, we are um, we're recording this a few days away from uh, UFC two seventy. So we're not cheating, and you'll probably realise we're not cheating because we're probably about to get stuff wrong. Um, so <laughs> we're not cheating, but um, in terms of the flyweights. Moreno Figueredo free is happening this weekend. Um, I think Moreno can get it done. He was my pick in the preview to UFC 270. Then uh, if he does get it done, he'll be uh, facing probably the winner of Askarov and Kaikara France. You've got Pantoja waiting in the wings as well. I think, because I love him as well, I'm going to stick with Brandon Moreno. I think he he takes them all out. He does the business. He goes back to his family that genuinely, genuinely make piñatas. His his family, a Mexican family that make piñatas. You can't make that up. I absolutely love it. He's going to build some more Lego and he's going to have a lovely, lovely 2022. Um, Again, Moreno, Moreno, like uh, Rose, just so likable yeah. um and I, I don't want to see him lose um 
I can see Askarov doing something. I really can. Um, I, I think he's he's a very very dangerous young man. Um, but I I I, I don't see uh, Figueredo winning this weekend. Um, and I'm I'm you know what Blake I'm going to side with you uh, and and I'm going to say that Moreno wins this weekend and then I I think he'll deal with Kaikara France. Uh, I, I I think Moreno takes that fight quite quite comfortably. You think Kaikara uh, France beats Askarov then? No, I'm I'm just giving you some options. Oh. If that happens, then <laughs> all right, don't get defensive, then, then, mate. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm just giving you some options, Blake. Right, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, I think Moreno beats him comfortably. But if uh, Askarov wins, I think that's a very, very hard fight for, for anyone, yeah. uh, let alone the champ. Well, they fought but, to a draw previously. so Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Moreno as well, mate. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, the other thing that's in Moreno's favour, I think, is that if Figueredo beats him uh, on Saturday the likelihood is you run it back for a fourth fight. So he does get another crack at the belt, I think. I think if Figueredo wins, then come June, July, whatever it might be, I think we'll see Figueredo Moreno four, in which case Moreno's got another chance of of leaving the year with that belt. So, yeah, I'm going to go go with you, go Moreno. But as you say, Askarov is, is a tough one. He's a very, very tough fighter. Um, He's a problem, mate. He is a problemo. Uh, then uh, men's bantamweight. I've got two names, but... Well, you, you're, you're allowed one. No, no, no. I mean, like, you know when I was saying to you earlier, like, I've got loads <laughs> of names for every division, but I always, obviously, I only right. pick one. <clears throat> My names are Peter Jan, and and I hate to say it. I really hate to say it. TJ Dillashaw. Hemi Sahudo not in the mix? No, he's not in my mix. He's not in my mix. I don't I don't know. Yeah. We'll wait and see with Henry. I think he, there's too many problems between him and the UFC. And I think I think he's got to win one before I mean, maybe he goes straight back in. But the other thing is Bantamweight's still pretty decent. I mean, I think you've got you've got Yarn and Sterling coming up in is it March or February? I think mm-hmm. it's March. It got moved, didn't it? Yeah, it got moved to you uh, to the 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 Volkanovski card. Is it? I believe so. So uh, I, I think I think it's it's either March or April. I think they're fighting because Whitaker Adesanya is February. So I th- and then you've got Colby Masvidal. So I think it actually might even be early April. So Petty Yarn's fighting Sterling in like early April or late March. I think after that. He will probably fight either TJ Dillashaw or a rematch against Jose Aldo, depending on what happens there. If TJ comes back and has to win another fight or whatever, we'll see. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And then he might not fight again. Uh until the until, until 2023. So yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to go with Peter Yarn. I think he is a level above everyone in the division. And even if he fights TJ Dillashaw, which will be a fantastic fight if it happens, even if he fights him, I think he deals with him as well. If Cejudo comes back, oof, that is a tough one. But again, I think Peter Yarn's an absolute machine. I think I really do think he's someone that that could be the male equivalent of a Valentina Shevchenko, someone that just deals with that division. And, and that will be so impressive if he does, does it? Because, you know, bantamweight is not women's flyweight. The men's bantamweight division is one of, if not the most talented divisions in it's all ridiculous. of MMA, let alone just the UFC. It's, it is utterly ridiculous. So if he goes and is still the champion for like, a couple of years or something like that. That'll be unbelievably impressive. And I really think he's got the talent to potentially do something like that. So I'm going pity on. <clears throat> Just looking who's there on, on the on the fringes of it, aside from Jan and Dillashaw, like Aldo Sandeg and Font, you know, Cruz and obviously Sugar Sean. Yeah. Like, there's there's so many Badasses in that division is such a great, such a great division. Mirab Devashvili um, is the one that I think could really uh, let's give, not him, overlook him, give him of course. problems. Uh, that's that's the, the that's the toughest fight I think for Pityan. And and we saw Mirab get really badly clipped by Marlon Moraes. And Jan could do that to mm. him and put him away early. And you, you just don't. Oh man, you don't know. But I think Jan is so good. Um, yeah, I've got to agree with you. I think Jan um, gets the belt. Um, in, in a couple of months' time. Um, I think when he fights, I think he'll then fight Dillashaw. Um, I think Dillashaw will look really, really impressive for a couple of rounds. But as we've seen with Peter Yarn, he just gets better and stronger. Uh, and he just doesn't seem to kind of gas. He just throws huge knockout shots like for five rounds. And I think rounds three to five, you know, I think he'll really, really hurt and and, and beat up TJ Dillashaw. Um and yeah, uh, I, I can't see anyone beating Yarn at the moment. I think he uh, he has a big year this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm amazed at how much we're actually agreeing. The uh, women's strawweight is the only time we've actually disagreed, isn't it? Um, and I don't think we're going to disagree on this one either. Men's featherweight. Okay. Uh, oh, you've got a little glint in your eye there. Uh, but I don't think we're going to disagree. But I think it's for me, it's a choice between two. It's either Alexander Volkanovsky or it's Max Holloway. 
Alexander Volkanovsky is fighting Korean Zombie in, I think it's April. I think it's the same card as the Aljamain Sterling Peter Yan fight. And um, I think Volkanovsky deals with Korean Zombie pretty well. I think that then, you, depending on how injured Holloway is, I haven't heard exactly what his issue is and why he pulled out of the fight to begin with. He's then hopefully going to fight uh, Volkanovsky maybe September, October, something like that. We'll see see what happens there. And so that means Volk's probably going to defend the belt twice. And I think I think he's got Holloway's number. I, I think as as amazing as Holloway has looked and as amazing as he is, I think the two of them are just, just again, that level above the rest of the division. And we saw with Giga Chikadze, who looked like he was the fresh guy coming through. He got, you know, pieced up by Calvin Cater. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's Volkanovski beats Zombie and then Volkanovski beats Holloway in another really close fight towards the end of the year and Volkanovski ends champ. Yeah. Yep. There you go. This is getting boring, <coughs> isn't it? <laughs> Should have just done this one on yeah, your own. I know. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see anyone um, beating Volk at the moment. And, and as you said, that the, 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 the gap between that division and Max and, and Volk, it just seems a little bit too wide at the moment. Um, hopefully we get to see them fight another time. Uh, I mean, that second fight was super yeah. close. Uh, and, you know, I, I'd happily watch them two go at it, you know, however many times they want to roll that fight mm-hmm. back. But, um, yeah, I, I think on both fights, I think Volk won. Uh, it was very tight, the second one. But, uh, yeah, I do think, like you, he's he's pretty much got the, the recipe to, to kind of nullify a lot of what Max does that makes him look so spectacular against other elite level fighters but I think Volk's just got something that nullifies that a little bit and it's just yeah got his number as you said I agree I agree now this one is possibly the most well this and maybe light heavyweight possibly the most interesting uh divisions to try and pick a champion by the end because the lightweight division is also just incredibly talented and it doesn't feel like there's as big of a gap between the champion or the champion and the number one guy over the rest of the division. Where did you end up on the lightweight strap ending uh, by the end of the year? Islam Makachev. Yeah, you went Makachev. So you, he deals with Dariush, right. does he? Uh, I think so. I don't. I, I really like Benil. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I, I'd love to see him. Um, <clears throat> get that win and then arguably get get the title shot um just just different level isn't he makachev at the moment he's looking terrifying um if he does get that win over benil which i think he will um i do think fighting benil will be a tougher fight than fighting Oliveira. I, i i think that their styles him and benil's I don't think, you know, their skill sets are, you know, very, very similar. Whereas I think Makachev will, yeah, comfortably deal with with Oliveira. And I think, yeah, probably Gaethje as well. Um, you've sort of made my mind up for me there because I was torn between two. And I'm just going to go against you to make it more interesting. 
Got him. So I I also think Makachev beats Dariush in a really close fight. I, I actually think Dariush mm-hmm. could 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 do very very well, but I think Makachev will will win that fight. And it, someone will grind a winner in that fight. Yeah, I, I, I see that going the distance, and it'll be you know a a, a, a real grind out to see who gets yeah, that. I agree. I agree. Um, I think we are going to have to put a lot more respect on the name of Charles Oliveira. And I think Charles Oliveira (laughs) will beat Justin Gaethje. And I think that Makachev versus Oliveira will be the kind of better version of Khabib versus Tony that we never got. So I think looking back on it in hindsight, I think Khabib would have absolutely mauled Tony. But I think Oliveira is a far better version of Tony Ferguson, particularly in terms of his his wrestling and stuff like that. And his fundamentals are there. And Makachev is not as good as Khabib. So I think Oliveira versus Makachev becomes this absolutely epic fight, maybe closing the year out in December or something like that. And... uh and if Makachev puts him on his back, I know Makachev will be able to nullify a lot of Oliveira's stuff. But Oliveira might only need that one thing, that one triangle, that one armbar, that one mistake from Makachev whilst he's got him down and Oliveira's working off his back. Not to mention that on the feet, Oliveira throws some crazy shit. He throws that jumping kick. He's got a lot of forward pressure. Um... And if he can somehow get a bit of respect from Makachev early and start driving him back, Makachev won't be able to shoot as easily. Oh, it's real. That fight will be so intriguing. So intriguing. So Oliveira beats Gaethje, right? I think Oliveira can beat Gaethje because I think we've seen that Gaethje, despite his wrestling being brilliant, was dealt with so handily by Khabib. I think Oliveira's got a very different style of wrestling, obviously, than Khabib. But again, I think that Oliveira going forward, he'll meet Gaethje in the pocket. I know that Gaethje hits hard, but I think that Oliveira will just maybe have one or two more things up his sleeve. And I think he might just surprise us and he might get a submission. I think he might choke Gaethje out or or something like that. I think that that could definitely happen. So, yeah. But I mean, but all four of them, all four that we've mentioned, Dariush, Gaethje, Makachev, Oliveira, I'm all four could end up champion. I do believe that that, that that division is really, really talented and all four could end up champion, but... Oh, we're saying this about every division. No, this is not. how fucking great this sport is. We say that about Sports women's so flyweight. <laughs> well, we did, certainly didn't say that about that. Um, but yeah, no, but I do, I do believe that, 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 that I mean, the, the men's lightweight is obviously an incredible division. I think, yeah, I'm going to go Oliveira. I mean, had you gone Oliveira or gone Gaethje, I would have maybe gone Makachev. <laughs> but I'm, I'm okay. going Oliveira just to, to go against you. But I, I do think it's okay. really close. I do, I do think it's really close. And I think Oliveira maybe needs a little bit more respect put on his name by people. Okay. And, and rightly so. Yes. Rightly so. Um, welterweights. Okay. Current champion, Usman. Yes. Uh, who's just looking more and more devastating every time he seems to step in the octagon. Rumour is, as, as, as Dana will 
when we were talking to, to Brian and Pip the other day, Brian seemed to say that, that, that Dana had confirmed that uh, Leon Edwards will get that that shot. Um, and I mean, have we also seen... What other fights did we see? Gilbert Burns, he's... Well, there's a talk of Burns, Chimaev. Whether it mm-hmm. actually happens or not, I don't know. Bilal Mohamed also wants to, says he wants to fight Shemaev. Uh I've been wanting Colby versus... Neil Magni Shemaev for ages. Um, yeah, that's Col- the one. That's yeah. the one that we, you know, I think that I, I really like to see that yeah. fight. And I think it, it kind of, it, it slows it down enough to just go, right, don't fast track him, yeah. you know, one fight back and like give him that gateway fight. We've spoke about it a lot. And Neil Magny's that guy. Um, and uh, yeah, and then obviously we've got Colby um, versus Masvidal. Okay, right. See, I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to curse Leon Edwards in any way, shape, or form. Ah, uh, I don't think Leon beats this man. Oh, I I really want him to, obviously, and I'm sure you do as I do. well, but. Ugh, I can I can't. The, my problem is I can't see anyone beating Usman right now. I think I think Leon gets the shot. I think he's earned the shot and has done for a long time. I think he gets it. I think he puts on a great performance. I really do. But I just think Usman is just that that level above, and he's still very clever. Unless he's let the kind of knockouts and all that stuff go to his head a bit then he might make a mistake. But Leon's not a knockout artist power puncher, really. So he's got to dominate Usman over five rounds. And I just think over five rounds, if Usman, <clears throat> if Usman, Usman's clever, I think he'll make it a grappling-heavy fight and maybe a boring fight. And Leon can hold his own, but Usman's just another level. So as much as I would love to sit here and say Leon Edwards is champion by the end of 2022, I, 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 I can see him getting the shot, but I can see... And, and putting on a great performance, but I can't see him beating Usman. Um, and then I suppose it's who's left. And I suppose the other question is, does Hamzat Shemaev potentially get a title shot by the end of 2022 and I would rather he didn't I, I would rather mm-hmm. as you were just alluding to get that more of a slow burn fight a Neil Magny beat him and then fight a Gilbert Burns and then either at the end of 22 and 22 and 2 if you're lucky or more likely start of 2023 then you fight for the belt that's that's what's great also I think the big question is how active is Usman going to be I mean, Usman, for a lot of yeah. people, was fighter of the year. I know, not you, because <laughs> he didn't guest on the podcast. But um, <laughs> but, uh, but Usman was a lot of people's fighter of the year. He had three fights, yeah. two finishes, and one great fight against Covington again, which he won. He defended his belt three times. I can see him being far less active this year. I can see him mm-hmm. fighting Leon Edwards in the summer. And then maybe not even fighting again this year. Maybe he waits mm-hmm. and gets a fight book for Jay. He might fight in in May, June, and then fights in January or something like that. So I, I can easily see him not fighting much this year. Uh, I hope I'm wrong because I think he's a great fighter. He's a pound-for-pound pound guy at the moment. So, yeah, but I, I think the smart money would be on Usman keeping the belt at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Middleweights. 
This is sort of interesting. Um, obviously, we've got Adesanya Whitaker coming up in, is it February? February Adesanya Whitaker yep. should be happening. Uh, Kananir Brunson coming up Or actually, up but is it though? Actually, let's just look that up because there was that whole thing of um, of Adesanya putting up that, that cap thing, didn't he? Did you see that? He put he put no. up the um when Dana White said that or or the UFC or whatever said that um uh the fight was on, he put up a cap emoji, which uh, to any of the cool young kids out there, cap means you're lying. It's like if you say something and then say no cap, then that's not an embellishment and not lying. Did I look this up after the Adesanya tweet? Yes I did. Yes, I, I was going to say, I thought, you ain't that no, cool. You wouldn't know no that. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it is. It's all booked up. But that was a whole thing. Um, it is UFC 271, Adesanya Whitaker 2. It looks like it is happening. But there was a long time where it was like Adesanya was complaining, that, or not complaining, but he was saying, I've not signed my contract yet. Um, and there was problems there. So Adesanya Whitaker 2 happens in February. Um God, I don't know. I, I think that fight is far closer than what it was last time. I think it goes to a decision. I don't know which way that fight goes. What I would say is that if Robert Whittaker wins, the likelihood is that Adesanya gets the immediate rematch. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes me think that Adesanya will have two cracks at that belt, whereas Whittaker only gets one. And I think that just for that reason and for the fact that Adesanya has beaten him previously, I'm going to go with an Adesanya win. But again, I love Robert Whitaker, and I I think that fight is going to be far, far closer than the first fight was. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But I, I, I'm going to I'm going to go with Adesanya as the champion by the end of the year. OK, OK. I mean, again, that's that's not too. I had Adesanya Dan uh, as as the champ. Uh, much like uh, we spoke about earlier, I, I think Adesanya's got Weaker's number, and and obviously we saw Adesanya lose when he when he went up, but up until then he was and still he's like devastating at middleweight. Like he's he, he's you know he's going to be another Anderson Silva. I, I think he's like spectacular. Um, and I can't really see anyone else, you know, obviously Vittori's not going to get a shot. Obviously we've got Cannonier Brunson coming up. We've got Hermanson Strickland coming up as well. Um, I mean, these are all great fights and they're all kind of floating around. Again, I just think, we've, you know, we've, we've spoke about the top two, there being a gap between that and the rest of the division. I, I, I just think that gap is, is just easy. And I, and I think like at the moment, I don't think anyone in there looking outside of like Strickland, Hermanson, Costa, you're looking at Darren Till, Uriah Hall, Gaslam. I just, yeah, I can't see Kevin Holland. Like this. Well, Kevin Holland's dropping down no to one... welterweight as well. He's fighting Cowboy Oliveira yeah. next. Like, I, I, I can't see. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Anyone in there um, beating Adesanya? I think he's. I think he's just uh, a bit special, yeah. and uh, and I see him. You know, and, and and I could see that happening exactly as you said. You know, if if Whitaker does pull something out of the bag, then there's the rematch, and and I definitely think Adesanya's a smart enough fighter in a rematch to have worked out. You know, well, we're going to see that in the in the upcoming yeah. fight anyway. They've fought before, and I think we'll just see that he knows how to beat him, yeah. and. Uh, yeah. So yeah, easy. Yep. Yep. Um, now this to me, other than this and lightweight, was the most interesting decision. I, I feel, really feel like this could go so many different ways. The light heavyweight belt. Just insane every time I look, and there's this elderly gentleman <laughs> with a strap over his shoulder, which makes me so happy because we all love Glover, right? Yeah. And and to see to see him take that belt was so lovely and like and you just forget that the the UFC light heavyweight champ is Texieri and you just think has that happened like and it's yeah it's glorious to see that but personally I don't see him having that strap at the end of the year I mean gosh he might retire I mean if he defends the belt once he could bloody retire couldn't he um is, 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 there, is there any kind of rumours of who he's got next? The, li- is, is the likelihood is Prohashka, but nothing's been announced. But the likelihood is Prohashka. Rakic is fighting Jan Blahovic soon. Ankalaev mm-hmm. is fighting uh, Thiago Santos. So there's movement. There's going to be movement at, at light heavyweight. Um, I watch Prohashka versus Reyes. Oh, what a fight. Fucking hell. Like... Jury uh, gets the strap for me. Like he's he's the champ. He's my pick. Uh, and I had to just go back and watch, uh, just to watch to see if like my memory of him was that explosive and that interesting. Hands round his waist most of the time. Incredible movement. And I know I chose uh, Usman's knockout. And Masvidal was my knockout of the year. But I watched that spinning elbow again today, and I thought that should have been my knockout of the year. Like it was unbelievable, like yeah. incredible. Um, I, I see him if he gets that shot against Glover. I, I think his his movement will be too much for him. Well, I mean, the interesting thing about that, I I was I am also leaning Prohashka. However, I'm not that confident that he beats Glover because I was listening to Anthony Smith a while back, and he was talking about how at one point in that fight, Reyes mounts Yuri Prohashka. Reyes gets him in mount. Now, Reyes is nowhere near the grappler that Glover Teixeira is. If Glover gets Prohashka in mount, Prohashka's fucked. So I don't think that is a foregone conclusion. I actually think that fight might be closer than what people imagine. However, I'm going with Prohashka also for the entertainment value. I just love the way he fights. As you say, hands down, reckless, he gets hit. But he also just comes at you with all sorts of crazy shit. Um, I want that. I want that guy to be champion. 
I look at that weird kind of like Muay Thai top knot thing he's got going on as well, that proper um, like old school martial arts vibe he's got, and I absolutely love it. Uh, so I really want him to be champion. But if Glover, Glover can beat him, that is not a foregone conclusion. Glover can definitely beat him. And then you've got the likes of uh, Rakic, who's fighting Jan Plahovic. If Jakic beats Blahovic, he gets a shot and he's got a chance of, of beating anyone. I think Prohashka would beat him, but Rakic maybe had favor over Glover. Um, and the dark horse, oh, I don't think he's going to get a title shot this year. But the dark horse of the division, and I think someone who could be champion in 2023, is Magomed Ankalaev. That guy is so well-rounded. He's an absolute beast. He's only lost one fight. It was his debut in the UFC to Paul Craig when he was winning that fight. And then with the last yeah. second of the fight, he got tapped out with a, a tr- Paul Craig's triangle, which was amazing. Other than that, Ankalaev has torn through the light heavyweight division. He's good on the feet. He's great on the ground. I, I, he's got power. He's got, he's, he, I think he's really, really brilliant. And I think anyone that Ankalaev stand like if if anyone's looking at a contract and they see Magomed Ankalaev's name on the other side of it they're like oh for fuck's sake and I well Santos has got yeah, that and I he's got that contract and that's and Santos is not the guy he was when he fought John Jones obviously he busted up his knees he's not been yeah. the same since he came back Santos is currently ranked fifth I think Ankalaev is ranked sixth Ankalaev just moves up one I, I can really see Ankalaev becoming champion, but not this year. I think this year, I'm hoping, is Prahashka's year. So, again, we've we've agreed on that as well. I mean, the one fighter that's that, that, that's, that's in there as well is Anthony Smith. Yeah. Like, wh- wh- where do we see this year going for Anthony Smith? I love Anthony Smith. I think he's very, very underrated. Has he got a fight booked at the moment? Um I don't know that he does. I'm just going to look that up now, but no, he's not got a fight booked. No, well, he, no, he's obviously come off the win against Span. Yeah, uh, in September. I don't know if he's dealing with a bit of an injury at the moment. Actually, Anthony Smith. Now that I'm thinking about it, but um, but I mean, he's on a three fight win streak. He's doing incredibly well. Yeah, he's ranked. What is he ranked? Fourth at the moment in the UFC rankings. The problem is. You've got Rakic versus Jan Blahovic. That feels like a number one contender fight, especially if Rakic mm-hmm. wins. He's beat the former champ. Yuri Prohashka is the one that I think everyone wants to be the champion because he is so entertaining and so marketable. Magomed Ankalaev is fighting Santos. Who does Smith fight? Does he fight an Uzdemir, a Reyes, Nikita Krylov? Uh, none of those fights are easy fights. And they're all a backwards step. And they're step. all a backwards step. But if he wants to stay active, he's going to have to take one of those fights. Or mm. he waits for the winner of Santon, Santos and Kalaev and obviously has like a nice extended break and fights the winner of that. Because if 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 the the way it lays out is Prohajka fights Glover in, I don't know, late April, May, something like that, and Rakic mm-hmm. is fighting Blahovic already by that time, then it looks like the winner of Prohashka Glover would fight maybe Rakic, say, if he won later on in the year, uh, maybe September time. And then there's not really another fight left in the year for whoever's light heavyweight champion. So it would make me think that Ankalaev might have to fight a couple of times this year before getting a chance next year. And maybe Anthony Smith is a right fight for him to get a big name like that after beating maybe uh, Thiago Santos. Um, So, yeah, but it's not an easy path for Smith, I don't think. 
No. And I mean, let's not let's not uh, skip over uh, former guest and friend Paul Craig. No. Um, and I mean, like you say, he's got that win over Ankalaev. And, you know, and however that happened, you know, we saw, you know, obviously when Silver fought, um, oh, God. Um, oh, gosh. Uh, help me out here. What? When um, you what? God. The biggest math in UFC. Uh, oh, God. What, uh, Kevin Holland? What? No. Anderson Silva versus... Uh, tapped it in literally, like, uh, submitted him in, like, the last oh, minute Sonnen. of the fight. Um, the Chow, oh, well, of course. Sorry, God, I, I, I was looking at records and I didn't there. hear what you said to begin with. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, like, you know, Craig still you know, come out of that and done what he had to do to win the fight. And so that's, that will obviously be a thorn in the side of Ankalaev. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, that, 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 I mean, I've not seen any rumours of, of Paul Craig being on the, the London card in March. Um, if it is, I don't know who it'd be against. Obviously there was lots of talk about him fighting, um, Gustafsson, uh, Seems to have gone a bit quiet. That I don't know if, if if you've seen or heard anything on the socials to 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 say otherwise. I haven't. I really like for Paul's sake. I hope that that fight happens because I think he really really wanted that fight, and um, it would be a huge name for him. But the reality of the situation is, other than it being a huge name for him, it doesn't do much for him in terms of the rankings and stuff. I mean, Paul Craig, after his last win over Jamal Hill, was um, was something like sixth or seventh in the rankings. Because he's been inactive, he's dropped down to about 11th now. Um, I think if this Gustafsson fight is happening, then fair enough. It's a great name to have on your record. It's a big win. It could be a main event, main event money, all that stuff. Fantastic. Let's go, Paul Craig. However, if that fight's in jeopardy or if it's not happening, I'm not sure if Smith is healthy at the moment, but if Smith is healthy, and I'm just, I'm having, mm, having, flash, like yeah, I'm having flashbacks to a Smith being interviewed on Helwani and saying that he was actually injured at the moment or for a, a while. So, yeah, so maybe there's an issue there. But Paul Craig, Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith is ranked fourth. He needs a dance partner. Paul Craig will want to fight above him in the above his own status in the rankings. It makes that would make perfect sense, and I think both of them would be happy to fight each other because I think they also both will respect each other. I don't think there'll be any crazy trash talk. I think they'll both respect each other a lot. I think they'll probably then go for a drink afterwards, and I think it could be a really fun a fun fight. Um, so that would make a lot of sense as well for both fighters. I think to just to just get another fight in. Fight a good name, particularly works well for Paul Craig. Uh, but again, if he's going to get the Gustafson fight, I completely appreciate that he wants that that fight and that notoriety. But Anthony Smith is still also a really big name, and 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 you'd also not just have the name, but you'd 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 probably take his place in the rankings. You'd be in the top five. You'd be probably one away at that point from a title shot. So that ma- that would make a lot of sense. Okay, should talk big boys. Let's talk big boys. Um, for me, and I picked it for the pre-270 show, it's got to be Cyril Garn. I think I think Nganu obviously has every opportunity to knock his head off. Nganu's so powerful. I think he's made massive improvements in his game, both from the wrestling standpoint. His kicking game's improved. I'm sure he's working on his cardio as well. 
But Garn just seems like the next level of heavyweight, the way he moves, his striking, the fact that he can mix in the grappling and stuff as well. I I think Garn is something special and he can point fight. We don't see heavyweights point fight that much. Like heavyweights, are, they swing big. And if it goes to decisions, it's because they're both fucking tired and shit because they're just carrying so much weight. Um, but Garn can really point fight. He's like a huge... He's like if Stephen Thompson got like the super soldier serum in Captain America and just took that, <laughs> then he'd be Cyril gone. Um, he really, yeah, yeah. really is special, I think. Um, and so I, I can't see, I can see him winning this fight against Nganu. And then the biggest threat to him, I guess, would be if John Jones comes back. And John Jones is such a question mark because not only do we just not know what the hell's going on with him, and obviously there's all the outside of the uh, cage business going on, but also, uh, how's he going to be at heavyweight? Like, is he going to do well with all the extra weight? Is that going to drain on his cardio? He's going to have had, like, what, two and a bit years between his last fight and this first debut at heavyweight against the champion. And he's going to get the shot, isn't he? He'll get the shot when he comes back. Jones' first fight back will be for the belt, and... If you remove all of the kind of outside of the cage stuff and just focus on the in in octagon resume, then he deserves an immediate title shot because he is arguably the greatest all time asterisk for you know PED infractions, but he's arguably the greatest of all time. He was uh, such a long reigning champion, defended the light heavyweight belt multiple multiple times. Him going up a weight class and getting that that shot is is I think deserved way more so than for example a Henry Cejudo who was calling for the one forty five uh, title fight mm-hmm. when he only had what like one or two title defenses at bantamweight. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so I, I think the likelihood is the Jones thing will probably happen, um, maybe in the summer, and. Uh, yeah, and I think Garn, I think, should be favourite to win that fight because despite how good Jones is, we've not seen him at heavyweight and he might have a great round and a half and then just gas the hell out because he's not used to carrying that much weight, whereas Garn will just be fresh. So I can see Garn beating Nganu and then Garn beating Jones and gosh, he might be the fighter of the year by the end of the year. Um, and I mean, outside of John Jones and... Uh, and Francis Ngannou, who challenges Garn? You've got maybe Stipe Miocic comes back. I don't think Stipe Miocic is the same guy he was three years ago or so. He was he's, he's fought DC a few times, who was a very old heavyweight. He fought Ngannou again and got beat um, and really badly knocked out as well. Um I can see Garn I, dealing with Stipe very, very well. And then and then and then who else is there really to take on Garn? Well obviously we've got Lewis versus Tuavaza. I don't see either of those. Uh, obviously Garn's uh, got the win uh, over Lewis. I I I don't see either the, the winner of that if they if they get a shot at, at the champ, like doing anything with that. Uh I'm really, really want to see what twenty twenty two does for Tom Aspinall. I don't think he'll he'll be in title contention this year, um, but I'd be really excited to see him move up. He's a fast heavyweight, yeah. uh, moves well, wrestles well, um, and I think that 
with a bit more experience of like you know some some big fights in 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 that division we could see him uh in 23 you know, maybe get that shot. I hope so. You know, he's, he's, he's the fight on the, the, the lips of a lot of people at the moment that he's going to make some serious waves in that division. Um, as I see it, I see um, Garn gets the strap this weekend. Uh, and I don't see John Jones fighting in the UFC next year. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, and I think what will happen is... Francis will get a rematch and I think Francis will win it back and I see Ngannou as the champ. Oh, uh, I did not see that coming. Oh, you gap missed you. Um, I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, briefly going back on Tom Aspinall, I agree with everything you said. I think Tom Aspinall is the biggest threat to someone like Cyril Garn because I don't think he's quite got the footwork of Cyril Garn. He doesn't have the kicks of Cyril Garn. Mm-hmm. But he does have very good footwork. He does have very good boxing. And he's very... The jiu-jitsu on the ground is really, really strong as well. And that could be his path to victory there. So um, if he can close the range, instigate a little bit of grappling and maybe get him down into a jiu-jitsu exchange, that's where Tom Aspinall could really do some damage to Cyril Garn, I think. Um, but it's not this year. I think Tom's got a fight against no. uh, Abdurakahimov coming up. Then I think there's possibly maybe a fight against uh, Josinho Rosenstrike or a Taito Ivasa or a Derek Lewis or someone like, or like that or a Blades, you know, someone like that. Uh, and and I, I think Tom's got the right idea with taking it slow. He's such a young heavyweight. If he fights Abdurakahimov, then he fights maybe Josinho Rosenstrike and then he fights maybe a Blades or a Volkov or something that really takes it slow then he could get his title shot maybe in the middle of 2023 or something like that. And then he would have grown as a heavyweight. He would have um, got loads more experience and all that stuff, been tested, done a few main events, five rounders maybe, all that stuff. And that's all important. And Tom gets that. And he's mentally very, very good at realizing what he needs to improve on, I think, and the experience that he needs to gain. And and I think he'll do everything the right way and he'll only be fighting for the belt when he's good and ready. so yeah, and then back to what you're saying that 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 the Ngannou getting it back. That's I I think if Garn wins once, the other thing to consider is the whole contract negotiations with Ngannou. Yep. If Ngannou has only got the one or the two fights on his contract, the chances are that, and he doesn't re-sign with the UFC. The chances are if Garn wins that first fight, the UFC aren't going to give him a rematch. They're going to do what they did to Arlovsky years ago, which I think Brian was talking about, which was burying him on the prelims against someone. And then that's it. Um, But if he does re-sign with the UFC, if they can iron all that stuff out and get it done, because it makes sense in Garnu, even if he's not the champion is still a huge draw. Um, Mm. Then, then maybe he will get a a rematch. Definitely. If he signs a contract, he's more likely to get a rematch. Um, but yeah, so that that could be really interesting. But yeah, I'm going Garn and you're going Ngannou, but in a really interesting way. You think he's going to lose the first fight and yeah. then, then get the second I one? I mean, it's a shame we're not recording this uh, you know, uh, next week because I'm, I'm sure we could both have completely different takes on it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so one of the other things that we haven't really discussed on, on any of this you know, you instantly think if somebody comes from another organisation uh, and comes into the UFC, they're not going to get a shot straight away. But we see what happened with Michael Chandler. You know, all of a sudden Chandler comes over, and you know, and he, he 
get some serious fights straight yep. away. Um, I don't see anyone in Bellator that's certainly not in the heavyweights that is going to come over and cause a scene. No. The only one that I think would interest me, that I think if he come over at a fight, maybe got the shot at Volk, AJ McKee would be quite an interesting fight. Yeah, I have no idea what AJ McKee's contract situation is. Um, Bellator would be crazy to let him go. He's a big star. But as a fan, I'd rather him in the UFC to fight the best of the best. Um, I think if AJ McKee's contract, I mean, obviously it's not for this year, I can't imagine. But, you know, for the next couple of years, whatever, if AJ McKee's contract is up at any point soon and then he comes over to the UFC... I can see him fighting, you know, like anyone in the top six or seven. He could fight a Calvin Cater or a Yair Rodriguez or a Brian Ortega or someone like that. And with one win, then go straight into a a title shot, much like Michael Chandler did. Um, And AJ McKee versus Volkanovski, Holloway, something like that, he will be, would be... Yeah, really special to watch. Um, so, yeah, that's a good shout. And then the other one in terms of, like, potential free agents coming over, stuff like that, would be Kayla Harrison. But it's in that 145 division, which just kind of doesn't have anything. And I just don't see the point yeah. of the UFC keeping it going, um, really. So it's just been a way for Amanda Nunes to have two belts. Um, yeah. And now she's only got one of those belts and it's probably the least important one because there's not really a featherweight division. So yeah, I, I, I don't see why they would bring, unless they're going to build a division around Kayla Harrison, then sure. But there doesn't seem to be as much talent. I think I don't know much about, I know that Invicta are like the, the only like kind of women's only MMA organization. I believe they have an atom weight division. I think I'd be more inclined to see what that would be like to see if it, how interesting a 105-pound division would be because we've got some really great straw, straw weights are the best division, I think, in the UFC. So rather than have the featherweights, let's, let's ditch the featherweights, which is it's not really quite worked out. I mean, you've had some great champions in Cyborg and, and Nunes, but that's done now, possibly. So let's try an atomweight division. Let's see what what's, what could happen there. You could get some people dropping down from 115 down to 105. And we could have some really interesting talent there and some interesting fights and, you know, some real speed and technique on display, which I think you get in the strawweight division and stuff. That, that could be interesting. Absolutely. Well, let's well, basically subscribe, everybody. And then uh, that way, uh, this time next year, It'll already pop up on your listening device yes. to come and find out just how bad me and Blake got all of this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I'll tell you what this has been. This has been the first episode we've ever recorded and not mentioned a certain Irishman. So let's keep it that way. Really? He's not, he's not been mentioned once. Oh, my God. Well, you've just you fucked it now, haven't you? <laughs> I mean, is that who wins the money belt in, uh, in, in oh, 2022? Yeah, of, course, of course. Who gets that money yeah. belt, that red panty night? That's one we didn't think of. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Well, we spoke about Volkanovski loads on today's episode. Um, go back, if you've not listened already, go back and listen to our chat with Volk because um, 
It's a really, really great interview. We've also spoke about Tom Aspinall and Paul Craig. Uh, some great chats with them. Um, who else have we spoke about today that we've had guests on uh, here? Just trying to think. Jojo Calderwood or Jojo Wood, as she, she's she's known now. Um, trying to think who else we've spoken about. I can't, about. We've, I can't think on. of who else we've spoken about, but obviously we've had great interviews with the likes of Arnold Allen, who I'd love to see be more active this year and hopefully make a run at that that featherweight belt. Um, yeah. Paddy Pimblett, I don't think he's anywhere near a title shot, but God, if he gets another big win under his belt, they're going to push him very quickly towards a belt, maybe for 2023 yeah. or something like that. You could see a really fast rise up the rankings for Paddy Pimblett. Um, We've had Paddy on twice, and both times he was—he didn't really say a lot. He was a very humble, <laughs> quiet, reserved uh, guest. I mean, obviously, uh, they're, they're fantastic chats. Ian Gary, you know, we're talking about future stars here. Uh, our chat with Ian Gary was a cracker, wasn't it? Both yeah, we've had him again, we've had Ian on twice, uh, and, and that was brilliant. And he's someone that I hope he's very young. I hope he takes it slow in that welterweight division, just gets the right matchups, and you know doesn't think about championships anytime soon just build and build and build and he's doing probably great things over at Stanford MMA working with some absolute beasts over there like the Derek Brunsons and Michael Chandlers and Lucas and Burns of the world he's in the, the Derek best Brunson place. we've had we've him had on Derek Brunson on who possibly could get a title shot this year I mean yeah. if Blonde Brunson mm. if he beats uh, Cannoneer and Adesanya yeah. beats Whitaker. It makes perfect sense to do the rematch between Brunson and, and Adesanya. So, um, so that would make perfect sense as well. Blom Brunson could be uh, a middleweight champion by the end of the year. I think it's probably Adesanya, but he's got he's got a chance. Uh, and then Absolutely. I don't think he'll be getting a title shot this year or anything. But I really have high hopes for Jack Shaw, who we've had on the show a couple of times yeah, as well. Mate. I love Jack. I think he's fantastic. Uh, he's in a stacked bantamweight division and I do think he deserves to have already fought a ranked opponent they still haven't given him a ranked opponent but he's got a big fight I think he's on the March 19th card which is rumoured for London Mm -hmm. against I think it's is it Um, there's so many Nurmagomedovs now I think it's Umar Nurmagomedov that he's fighting Um, which is another really tough fight that is no means an easy fight but both unbeaten both unbeaten someone's all has got to go and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah so I really hope Jack does well there and he really deserves a ranked opponent so we could see him get ranked maybe even if we're lucky if he has a few fights in the top 10 by the end of the year and then he can start trying to make a run towards title contention in 2023 yeah boy I think we're done Blake we're done, mate. We're done. We'll see you next time, people. We'll see people. you next time, and in a year from now, we'll be reviewing this and seeing how badly we've done. But to be fair, <laughs> we've picked, the, uh, other than, was it like lightweight and heavyweight? Did we basically yeah. pick the same the whole time? I think so. I think we did. Oh, and strawweight, strawweight. So there's only th- there's yeah. only three, three of the divisions out of like 12 that yeah. we've actually disagreed on. Yeah. And send us any information on social. If you uh, if you disagree with us, think we're chatting shit, you're probably right. So uh, send us a message on Twitter <laughs> or Instagram and let us know what your thoughts are on where we went wrong. Absolutely. Get commenting on the Instagram comments or on Facebook or on Twitter. When this episode comes out, jump in them comments and start letting us know. Yeah, list them. List all of your your, 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 your champions and who you think they're going to be. Let's uh, let's get that thread moving and, uh, and let's get the conversation flowing. We're back next time. In the meantime, subscribe. Go enjoy the back catalogue. If you want to watch um, some of our great interviews, head over to our YouTube channel. You can watch all of our um, chats with all the guests. So uh, go over there and subscribe and uh, leave us a comment over there. And 
and yeah thanks for your support thanks very much guys we will see you next time bye bye bye